Today is Tuesday, August 29th, 2023. Emails reveal that Burisma met with John Kerry when he was Secretary of State. Remember those days? John Kerry was Secretary of State and is involved in now the Biden crime family. Oh, it gets better and better every single day. Trump will appeal D.C. trial date set for the day before Super Tuesday, in case you're wondering if they're trying to rig the election. And Donald Trump's future Attorney General Mike Davis joins the show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. A couple big announcements. One, we are going to be having Rudy Giuliani on the show tomorrow. Yo, it's your boy Rudy. Two, will we have a show tomorrow? We are in Tampa and there is a hurricane rolling through the area. Uh-oh, spaghettio. So here's a hurricane. It's going to be uh, rocking and rolling starting uh, early in the morning. And what that typically means for a guy like me is that I lose power. Uh, we have a generator at our house. A lot of places in Tampa have generators for this exact reason. Uh, enormous amount of tropical storms roll through and the power goes out. And so if that is indeed the case, and if there are 120 mile per hour winds, as some are predicting, who knows, we may not be able to do the show tomorrow. So I just want to let you know, there is no crisis. No one has uh, unplugged uh, our show from the wall, right? Uh, it is, in fact, uh, an act of Mother Nature that has kept us offline. Uh, and we'll let you know. We'll post on social media. But we are watching that, obviously, and we're going to do do right by our, our families and so forth. And uh you know stay stay safe i suppose if we if we need to uh at home so so it goes if i am at home tomorrow uh of course i will be at home tomorrow in the morning i will walk downstairs i will click perk on my coffee pot and inside of that coffee will be blackout coffee inside of that pot will come the delicious black flowing lava of blackout coffee directly into my mug this is like I, I go through like four cups of coffee in the morning at least. Like I go through like a whole pot myself. It's probably unhealthy, but nonetheless, I love this stuff. I'm telling you, I love this stuff and I drink this stuff exclusively. It is an amazing coffee brand. It keeps me powered throughout the day and it keeps me going, baby. It really does. Blackout coffee is the coffee that I drink because, well, one, it's made by Patriots here in Florida. Uh, two, uh, there, is a lot of there are a lot of woke coffee companies and this is an easy thing to shift from. There's some stuff there's some stuff that's like hard, right? Like an iPhone and stuff. And like there's some woke companies that's like tough to get off of. This one ain't hard. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I drink the coffee that shares my values. They're 100 percent committed to my values. And you can get 20% off of your order. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. Use the coupon code Benny to get 20% off your first order. Stop giving money to companies that hate you. Stay true to your values. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. Okay, baby, what do we got here? Now, you know that I love to spike footballs. You know, I like to take, I don't have football. I used to have football. I don't have football. I like to take, I take the football, it's football season. I take it, I spike it. I like it when we are right. I like it when we've predicted correctly for you uh, what is about to happen in the future. We have a growing company here and a massive audience. And you as the Benny Brigade and the Brigaders are becoming a force of nature. Truly, I hear it all the time on the phone calls. And the phone calls often come from, from senators and members in the House and people in our politics wanting to ask, hey, Benny, do I do this? Do I do that? What do you think? What are you seeing? What do you like? What's the energy? This and that. And I always put my shoulder to the wheel for those people, to those people, for you. 
And I want to hear what's happening next. I want to hear what's going to happen. And I have been saying for weeks, I've been giving you the exact schedule of what's going to happen with Joe Biden's impeachment. It is not me clickbaiting you. It is not me just, you know, hoping, hoping for something to happen that's, that I want to happen. It's legitimately me working the phones and working my connections and working my sources for you, for the brigade and this incredible company. And we have a lot of amazing research and projects that are ongoing right now. Buckle up, okay? Buckle up is all I can say. Wait till you see what we got ready for you. So little birdies have told me that Jim Jordan will begin the in, the impeachment inquiry process as soon as they get back from their August recess. Do you get an August recess? Royce, do you get an August? I, I know for a fact that, that Royce doesn't get an August recess. Uh, yeah, Royce was traveling with us, crisscrossing the country, making uh, dope documentary content. No, no, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we nobody gets an August recess except for Congress. Congress gets to just like go home for months on end. All right. Well, Congress is coming back next week. And Jim Jordan is going to announce that he is starting an impeachment inquiry. Jim Jordan is going to be using that impeachment inquiry effectively to lay out all of the evidence against the Bidens. They're going to call in some big names, some big people. That's why we're seeing this John Kerry uh, piece dropping that we're going to talk about today. John Kerry is now involved in the Burisma cover-up. They're going to be focusing on Burisma. They're going to be focusing on the bank accounts. They're going to be focusing on Joe Biden using fake names in in government documents. 5,400 times Joe Biden used a fake pseudonym, according to the National Archives. Yo! These people are, they're so corrupt. And so they're going to lay this evidence out for the American people. Jim Jordan is planning on doing that. And one of the people who have been a little attack dog against Joe Biden in the House, somebody named Nancy Mace. Nancy Mace may have gotten on the wrong side of some of y'all. I feel that. Uh, I don't like the Republican Party that much, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, and you know my stance. I actually, you know, I actually hate Republicans more than I hate Democrats most of the time. I, I consider myself a Republican. But, dude, Democrats will stab you in the face. Republicans will stab you in the back. Nancy Mace has been out there saying effectively as like a commute, like she is the communicator for a lot of what's about to happen. She gets a ton of cable news bookings, and so they send her out to try and predictively program what's about to happen. And you got to catch what she said yesterday. You got to catch it because she proved us right once again. Football spike, Nancy Mace, take it in to the end zone. Uh, comes from the amount of money laundering that we're talking about is staggering. And I've said this a couple times, the amount of money that Biden's, I believe, benefited from is going to be over 50 million, 17 million from Ukraine alone so far. It'll be much higher than that overall when we talk about Romania, China, Russia, etc. The um, Just one report in, a, in one of the SARS reports, and there were 170 of them plus, it is was tens of millions of dollars and then some like it's a staggering amount of money that we're talking about between the Biden family and their business associates in these corrupt countries. It's it's insurmountable, in my opinion. And I'm disgusted that the mainstream media has not investigated it. They are very incurious. I think you could say have a great time in Charleston, one of the yeah. best cities in America. Nancy Mace said you need to get ready. She said, be prepared. We are coming for you. Those are the exact words from Nancy Mace. We are coming for you. Now, when we played that clip, I was reminded by the great executive producer ALX of this show. I was also reminded 
by my director of photography, a man named Rolls Royce, uh, on this show, that I actually do indeed have a football. And that it exists on the shelf behind me, right next to our brand new Trump mugshot with the uh, parental advisory sticker on it. And so we do have the football. Ladies and gentlemen, Nancy May says that they are coming for us. And so I shall, for the first time in, in the Benny Show history, spike the football. There we go. Football has been spiked. Football has been spiked. They are coming for the Bidens. We have not been lying to you. We will not lie to you. The football has been spiked. Now, here we go. Now, my, now, now I'm going, baby. Get a load of this. This is, of course, what we do on this program. We watch all the news, all this horrible, wretched stuff on CNN and MSNBC so that you don't have to. Now, it's very interesting because there is a member of the House, pretty powerful guy. He's in charge of the Democrats. His name is Hakeem Jeffries. He was on CNN seconds ago, just from this morning. He was on CNN. We were watching, of course, as is our duty to you. And it turns out that Hakeem Jeffries had... Some very nervous commentary on impeachment for Joe Biden. Oh, do tell. Hakeem Jeffries asked, uh, wait a second, what's going to happen when they impeach Biden? Like, are they going to impeach Biden? And Hakeem Jeffries sitting there, see if you can sense the moment where the guy turns into a absolute spiraling panic on air, live in the CNN studios. They know what's about to happen. Watch. They just continue to take orders from Donald Trump, their puppet master in chief, who has directed them uh, to persecute and to go after uh, Joe Biden, which may take the form of an illegitimate impeachment inquiry. Ooh, they're already getting the messaging. <laughs> they're getting the messaging. An illegitimate impeachment. Oh, they've been workshopping that one. Jen Psaki's been back at her PR firm workshopping that one. An illegitimate impeachment. That's what they're rolling out, huh? Oh, interesting. That's what they're going to go with. They're going to call it illegitimate. Oh, baby. Are you ready for this battle? Sun Tzu's art of war. You must know thy enemy. You must study your enemy. The only way you're going to defeat him is if you really study them. And this is what they're going to go with. They're going to go with it's an illegitimate impeachment. I don't know how they're going to make that argument. Because even the guy, dude at CNN, I don't know the name of this anchor, the guy at CNN, he's like, wait a second. You're telling me that Joe Biden's done nothing wrong? Like, at all? Like, at all? And Hakeem Jeffries, again, this is the guy who took Nancy Pelosi's role, okay? This is the guy who took Nancy Pelosi's broomstick and he you know so pelosi can go and she can observe the hammer parties going on in her house and she can you know like have a a, a slightly pe a, a more peaceful retirement uh it takes a lot of time a lot of effort to insider trade that much nancy pelosi needs needs time okay paul's in the other room hammers flying through the wall nancy pelosi's got to check in on that Check in on those stocks, baby. Ukraine stocks, Taiwan stocks, China stocks. Got to keep an eye on it. And you've seen Nancy Pelosi's eyes. So Hakeem Jeffries took her spot because Nancy Pelosi got to go make a billy for her gigantic family. And here we go. Hakeem Jeffries asked, you sure about that? You sure about that? 
Joe Biden is a is clean as a whistle, even from CNN. Check this out. Are you confident when you look at what the Justice Department has done, when you look at the investigations into Hunter Biden that the Republicans have pursued up to this point, that there hasn't been any wrongdoing? Everything's been about board. Yes, I'm extremely uh, confident. The American people know fundamentally that Joe Biden is a good and decent man uh, who's dedicated his life to public service uh, and will continue to serve the people honorably uh, and admirably. Joe Biden is a good, decent man. Okay, so here's how it works. Here's how it works, ladies and gentlemen. They go in. No Democrat has ever come up with anything off the top of their head, ever. Ever. Okay? The last time somebody tried, the last time a Democrat tried to speak uh, without having something pre-scripted for them, I'll show you what happens when Democrats try to talk to normal people, all right? The last time a Democrat decided to, like, say something without it being written and combed over by armies of lawyers and armies of professional PR people was, like, I think Hillary Clinton, like, Pokemon go to the polls. Pokemon go to the polls. I think. I think that was the last time. So what you're seeing here with Hakeem Jeffries is the rollout of the brand new script. The new script is going to be, it is an illegitimate impeachment. It's an illegitimate impeachment. Pull the pull the pull the cape pull the like the the string on Woody. Somebody's poisoned the water hole. That's what they're gonna say. And then when 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 somebody's like, well, Joe Biden's like a dirty, evil old man who sat next to uh, his children in hospital beds and use them as political props, right? When it, when his wife died and his daughter died, Joe Biden wheeled his kids' hospital beds in next to a podium so he could use them as political props. This doesn't seem like a nice guy. By the way, happy fifth birthday to Navy Joan Roberts. Remember, this is the illegitimate, the the legitimate, actually, correction, legitimate grandchild that Joe Biden had that he hasn't acknowledged. Joe Biden hung a stocking for the dog instead of his seventh grandchild. How many grandchildren do you have, Joe Biden? Well, that's an important question. Like, so Joe Biden actually doesn't seem like a decent guy. Joe Biden is a decent man. Joe Biden, pull, pull the string like Woody, right? Toy Story. Joe Biden is a decent man. It is an illegitimate impeachment. This is how Democrats, this is how they, they do it, okay? This is how, I lived in D.C. for 15 years. This is how they do it. Somebody's poisoned the water hole. There's a snake in my boot, right? Isn't that what Woody said? Yeah, that's right. So uh, Somebody's poisoned... Lehana in Maui. There's a laser in the sky burning everything. That's what they say. They just pull the ripcord, right? Oh, wait, I'm not supposed to say that. <laughs> anyway, so, so this is what happens when, when you put a Democrat who, without the talking point, this is the problem. So when you don't have a script, you get moments like this with Joe Biden from yesterday. So this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Uh, uh, careful, careful. These are the script talking points. This is what happens when they don't have them. So Joe Biden. Just to see what they know or see what they remember through the summer. So that's what we're working on today. i tell you what. The hardest thing I think is when you come back. What's the matter, baby? You look at me like I don't want to be in this natural. <laughs> the hardest thing is to come back after three months of not doing any work, not doing any homework, and all of a sudden. We've got a lot to make up. Everybody has a lot to catch up from what the, the end of the last year. And uh, you all look so excited to be in math class in your first day. 
<laughs> What's your hardest subject in school? Well, I tell you what, you know, I married a woman who's a teacher full time. Guess what? She teaches English. English. Oh, oh, that's, yeah, my yeah, that's, oh, that's my favorite subject. Favorite. <laughs> you got anything to say, huh? Yeah, I just wanted to wish you a great school year. And uh, as the president said, I teach English. I teach at Nova. Run! Run, kids, run! Get away! Get away while you still can! <laughs> oh! Oh man. So okay, couple uh, cu like a couple things. One, this looks like an episode of to catch a predator. Uh two, who dresses Joe Biden? Who the hell dresses Jill Biden? Who dresses Jill Biden? What is she trying to do with her Minecraft dress? What's going on here? You got this Minecraft can you give me like can you do we have a photo of Jill Biden like in that dress? What the hell is this? She's trying to appeal to like zoomers. I don't get it. I don't understand. She got a Tetris dress on. What's happening here? Look at this. Look, look at who who does this? Are you trying? If I were to dress Jill Biden to humiliate her, that's what I would do. I don't like Jill. I hate the Bidens. I hate them. I hate them. I, they're a wretched family. They're just a cutout for Obama, right? What makes me hate them even more? They, I hate the Biden. Like, look at these people. Who? I would dress Jill like this. What is this? Is this Tetris? What's going on? This is Minecraft First Lady. That's what it, you got. You take the block, you take the blocks, you put them together. If you get the if the whole block gets organized, then Joe Biden goes poof. I don't know. You get a high score. Who does this? Who does this? Joe Biden hardest hit. Ooh, what a creepy photo. Oh, that's awful. Look at this one from Joe. Ugh. God, this is from yesterday. The same same thing happening from yesterday. Look at this. Kid, take it. You got to you got I mean you got to drop out after this. You got to drop out. You got to take a shower, you got to go get counseling. You got to drop out. You got to move to Maui after this. Ugh. Ugh, so creepy. Everything Joe Biden touches is extra creepy, is extra dirty, is extra wrong. Oh no. Oh no. He's saying you ain't black. That's what Joe Biden's saying right there. That, that exact moment. That exact moment. You vote for Donald Trump. You ain't black. That's what Joe Biden's saying. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, man. Okay, so everything Joe Biden touches just turns to absolute garbage. Just turns to a flaming dumpster pile. And he's now taken down other careers with him. So it turns out that Joe Biden's dealings in Ukraine with Barisma is taking down another old dementia-riddled fossil from neoliberal fossil uh, from the Obama era, a man named John Kerry, who was Secretary of State before uh, Hillary Clinton needed the job or after Hillary Clinton had the job. That's correct. Turns out that uh, John Kerry saw the honeypot as well and started sticking his little uh, old ketchup fingers in there and licking out that sweet honey from Burisma. There was money to be made, you see. And the Burisma representatives have been meeting with John Kerry at the same time that the prosecutor was fired in Ukraine. Oh, isn't that a kawinky dink? Isn't that a coincidence? Let's dance. Watch. 
Yes, yeah, you heard Devin Archer there. That brings us to him, Hunter Biden's former business partner who also served on the Burisma board. In a redacted State Department email obtained through the Freedom of Information Act, it shows that Archer met with someone named S less than four weeks before Shokin was fired. Fox News Digital confirms that S is a reference to then-Secretary of State John Kerry. Of course, it's unclear if the two discussed Burisma at that meeting right now, but this timeline is certainly very tricky. Mmm, tricky, tricky. Uh, I did notice that some people said that, that what Joe Biden was saying here is Corn Pop was a bad dude and he rolled with some bad boys. And you see, back then, uh, to show how long ago it was, you had to wear a bathing cap if you had too much pomade in your hair. How sad is it, Royce, that how sad is it, Rolls Royce, that I know that entire that I can recite that almost word for word. How sad is that, ALX? This is a very depress this is a very depressing moment for me. I'm sorry. I'm having a I'm having a having a bit of a <laughs> destroyed. Oh, I got oh, R.I.P. Bob Barker, a legend. Absolute legend. R.I.P. Bob Barker. We we lost an Amer a great American hero at the age of 99. I believe it was Sunday. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, we can recall that entire story because Joe Biden is an old, dirty dirtbag. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Just to just I mean, taking taking the Corn Pop story on its face. And by the way, there are multiple people who back up the Corn Pop story, including a, a man named Mouse. A ALX. ALX. Back in those days, you got to bang the razor blades on the curb to get them rusty and put them in the rain barrel, get them rusty. Just a reminder that a young black man had too much pomade in his hair. So lifeguard Joe Biden, who was overseeing the black pool uh, in, uh, in in Delaware, uh, in uh, William Williams, where was he living? In in Delaware, the black kid named Corn Pop had too much pomade in his hair. He wasn't allowed to have that much pomade in his hair. And so Joe Biden said, you have to wear a bathing cap. And they got in a fight and Joe Biden tried to kill him. Wilmington. That's the moral of the story. And also he likes kids sitting on his lap and cockroaches in the pool with kids sitting on his lap who would rub his legs and say he has hairy legs. It's all on tape. And by the way, the story is back again. The story is backed up. The pool is now named after him. And the story is backed up by a guy named Mouse. I kid you not. <laughs> The thing I missed in the retelling of that story is that Joe Biden called him a racial slur. He called him Esther because he had uh, too much pomade in his hair. So Joe Biden called him like a like a um, homophobic, like ethnic slur. And Joe Biden admits to all this. So when Hakeem Jeffries says Joe Biden is a moral man, it might be worth playing it again. Hakeem Jeffries saying Joe Biden, everyone knows that Joe Biden is a decent moral man. Just remember that Joe Biden lies about his son dying in Iraq, Joe Biden used his kids in hospital beds as political props, and that Joe Biden tried to kill a young black man because he had too much pomade in his hair when he was a lifeguard. Remember, Joe Biden is a moral man, according to now, according to the head of the Democrat Party in the United States House. A reminder, this is the talking point. Are you confident when you look at what the Justice Department has done, when you look at the investigations into Hunter Biden that the Republicans have pursued up to this point, that there hasn't been any wrongdoing, everything's been about board? Yes, I'm extremely uh, confident 
the American people know fundamentally that Joe Biden is a good and decent man uh, who's dedicated his life to public service uh, and will continue to serve the people honorably uh, and admirably. <laughs> I just I can't. I can't. I can't anymore. <laughs> Joe Biden is a moral and decent man. Okay. Ask John Kerry. Now we know that John Kerry was, in fact, involved in Joe Biden's crimes. Corn Pop not around to comment. Check it out. I will tell you, because as Secretary of State, I was deeply involved in this. All of us in the administration were trying to get rid of that prosecutor. From Obama to the Secretary of State to the Vice President, all of us were working on that. The ambassador and and... We knew if Ukraine was going to survive and win the revolution in the end, the Maidan, they had to get rid of that prosecutor. And they did. Oh, we were all involved. Oh, my John. Oh, no. Ooh, yikes. So you were all involved in getting rid of the prosecutor, huh? So Joe Biden got $5 million payment. Hunter Biden got a $5 million payment, according to the FD 1023. And... By the way, John Kerry is listed in the phone calls with Poroshenko, who was the president of Ukraine at the time. President of Ukraine was essentially getting leaned on by the entire administration who was getting paid off. How much money does John Kerry make? It'll be harder to find because John Kerry has better lawyers. John Kerry married into the Heinz family ketchup wealth. But maybe someone should start looking. Hey, Jim Jordan, knock, knock, knock. Here's opportunity knocking for you. We have... John Kerry now in the tapes. It's going to bring down the whole wretched, diseased temple on their heads. Check it out. But before Vice President Biden comes, I just wanted to try to urge you to see if there's a way to get by this problem of replacing the prosecutor general, uh, you know, Shokin. Because from our perception, he's blocked the cleanup of the prosecutor general's office and i know the vice president is very concerned about it and i think it'd be good to try to have some resolution of that before the vice president comes if it's possible um and have real clarity as to the steps that we're going to take forward i think his visit and his speech to the rod are a good opportunity to showcase your successes Why would John Kerry want so badly to get a prosecutor fired who is overseeing the corruption scandals in Ukraine, specifically a prosecutor who's looking into a gas company and nobody cared about – like who cares about a gas company? Burisma is the name of the gas company. Who the hell cares run by these – like these doughy donut fingered oligarchs, these sticky, gross, disgusting, like, you know, Eastern European oligarchs, tracksuit wearing scum. Like, who cares? Oh, oh, wait a second. Let's go back into the vaults here from 2014 and check this Wall Street Journal article. Oh, 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 John Kerry's son worked on the Ukrainian gas board. Oh, God. Wow. Oh, it's so easy if you actually look. President Biden's son, Kerry family, friend, join Ukrainian gas production board. Here we go from 2014. John Kerry's freaking kid is on the board. He's just smarter about it. 
just Joe Biden was dumb. John Kerry's a little bit smarter about it. He's a little more adept at this corruption. Like the Clintons. Let's read the first line. Vice President Joe Biden's son had a close friend. Secretary of State John Kerry's stepson have joined the board of a Ukrainian gas producer controlled by a former top security and energy official deposed by President Viktor Yanukovych. Wow! What are the odds? What are the odds? John Kerry's kid was also on the Burisma board. Got it? Yeah, there are no coincidences in this life. So Poroshenko, of course, is the uh, was the president at the time. Poroshenko was asked, like, wait a second, did John Kerry apply pressure to you to get this guy fired? Was John Kerry also in on all of this? Is this is the corruption so endemic in our politics in America? It's so blatant. It's so on its face that these people were essentially just running a cartelized mafia with your tax dollars. Yes. Yes. The answer is yes. Watch. And as I promised the very next day, uh, before the 1st of December, exactly as I promised to Vice President Biden, uh, this person who was selected by the Selection Commission as appointed. Now, uh, all of us should understand that the Prosecutor General Office has no any opportunity under the law to make any cases against corruption because it immediately goes already from the 1st of uh, of December, the day before yesterday, to the new anti-corruption bureau and the new anti-corruption prosecutor office. And uh, I was very proud that. So we have the president of Ukraine on the phone call with John Kerry. Now, why are those calls being released? Why haven't you ever heard those? Why did it take our research team to, to dig through them and find them? Well, they were released because they're damning, because everybody knows how corrupt the Bidens and the Carries and the entire Obama administration is. Obama knew everything. This is incredibly damning to his presidency because Barack Obama, ultimately, the buck stops at him. He knew that this was all going on. Barack Obama was a control freak. He was a meddling control freak. Barack Obama is still in charge. It's Barack Obama's third term. We know that effectively because of the massive tablet magazine article of 35,000 page article from Obama's biographer talking about how Obama runs the entire White House from an iPhone in his basement with his sweatpants on. The dude all but says it. And the incurious media never asks a question about it. Just like it took Fox News years to finally book Victor Shokin the guy who got fired, never got, everyone got paid. This guy got fired. And finally, finally, he gets a corporate media interview. A huge shout out to One American News and to the independent journalists that have interviewed Victor Shokin. Fox News finally uh, published an interview with him this weekend. And what did Victor Shokin say about the Biden family? Well, they saw him as a threat to their income sources. This is the guy who was fired. Watch. Devin Archer said you were a threat to Burisma. Do you agree? No. Yes. Yes, I agree. Why? Because you were going to find out what they were up to? Because he understood, and so did Vice President Biden, that had I continued to oversee the Burisma investigation, we would have found the facts about the corrupt activities that they were 
engaging in that included both Hunter Biden and David Archer and others. So you have a key witness here, right? Hey, Republicans. Hello, anyone home? So you have the guy who is the victim here in the crime, the prosecutor saying, yeah, I was going to uncover all of the crimes of the Kerry's, the Biden's, the Obama administration. And then they got me fired. They applied political pressure to get me fired. They withheld a billion dollars in aid. We actually have a very convenient and helpful graph chart to show you how this all worked. You can get lost and drowned out in all the uh, the, the consonants of all these Ukrainian names. I, I've never seen so many Y's and K's shoved together. You can you can like get drowned out in all the shell companies and the Maltese bank accounts. Don't don't let them try and psyop you. They're just trying to like distract you and dra- like and 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 complicate this very simple situation. Again, screenshot this for your purple purple teethed wine aunt uh, at Thanksgiving because the pink hair, the nose ring, the the transgender flag, the BLM flag, uh, anything the Ukrainian flag, anything but the American flag, uh, and she's going to be there uh, at Thanksgiving dinner. And she's going to be, you know, two two glasses of box red wine in at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And you're going to want to count, be able to counter what she says, okay, at that dinner. Because she's going to say, that's criminal. And you're going to need this very handy little chart. Trust me, Republicans are going to prove this chart correct. Here it is. Burisma, the executive at Burisma, who cares what his name is, executive at Burisma gives $10 million to the Bidens. The Bidens, in their position, withhold billions of dollars in Ukrainian aid unless the guy who's investigating Burisma gets fired. Simple as. Simple as. And she's going to go, she's going to look like Job of the Hut. Right? That's what's going to happen. So it's going to be awesome. Thanksgiving this year is going to be amazing. <laughs> and you should be there with your Trump mugshot shirt on. Okay. Yeah. So what is the guy who got fired? What's the victim of the crime? Hey, Republicans, the victim of the crime is saying, yeah, this all happened. You going to do anything about that? And your balls drop off. Here he is straight up saying that the Bidens took bribes. He's saying, yes, Joe Biden took the bribe. The victim of the crime is saying, here's the evidence. Watch. Earlier. Do you believe that Joe Biden or Hunter Biden got bribes? I do not want to deal in unproven facts, but my firm personal conviction is that, yes, this was the case. They were being bribed. The fact that Joe Biden gave away $1 billion in uh, U.S. uh money in exchange for my dismissal, my firing. Isn't that alone a case of corruption? That is, of course, because they're going to say, oh, we can't find the money. You can't prove that Joe Biden took the money because they had all these shell companies and all these LLCs. It was a criminal operation. It's a crime family. 
But Joe Biden just simply withholding the aid is a quid pro quo, and I'm old enough to remember when they impeached a president for a quid pro quo. By the way, Democrats never held any impeachment inquiry. Republicans are holding an impeachment inquiry. Democrats never did that. They just impeached Trump. They just impeached him. That's it. Man, someday we'll learn that the gloves are off and we're simply going to have to make the communists in our government swallow their own medicine at times. And maybe that'll stick. Ladies and gentlemen, something that sticks to my bones, my sweet American bones, is the incredible amount of protein that I eat. I eat a lot of protein and... That's partly because I have a wife who wants me to remain healthy and partly because I have friends at Moink. Moink is the meat box that I trust. Moink sends me a box of meat, and that is really delicious stuff. It comes packaged and ready to go, slap right on the grill, bone in, delicious chicken, steak, ribeye, salmon, all of it is prepped and ready. And I just go, pap, right there. On the sake. Now, we're expecting our third baby here in just a little bit and, um, you know, actually any day now. And so I got to make sure that there's plenty of food. I ain't I'm no good at grocery shopping. Who's got the time? Moink makes sure that there is delicious meat ready to go right now in my fridge or freezer. And I just slap it on the grill and I got myself a nice family dinner that comes straight from the American farm. The American farmer, of course, is something that we should treasure and we should protect. We shouldn't sell out all of our farmland to China and Bill Gates. That's a bad thing. We should support our local American farmer, and that's why I support Moink. Ladies and gentlemen, keep America farming by signing up for Moink Box slash Benny right now. Listeners will get a free ground beef for a year. Free ground beef for a year. It's some of the best ground beef you'll ever taste in your life. Make burgers out of it, but it's only for a limited time. Spelled M-O-I-N-K, box.com slash Benny, moinkbox.com slash Benny. Okay, baby, what do we got next? Joe Biden. Why would you use a, um, why would you use a pseudonym? Can we ask that question? What's this about? Let's say that my wife or your wife grabs your phone and turns out that I have been going by Mr. McMuffin in a number of uh, private communications with a number of uh, sketchy individuals. And uh, Mr. McMuffin is uh, what I demand to be called. My wife would go, the fuck are you doing? Why are you going by Mr. McMuffin? That don't make no sense. That seems like you're trying to lie to me or to other individuals, or you're trying to obscure something that is happening. That don't make no sense. Your birth, your Christian name on your birth certificate is Benjamin Arthur Johnson, but you are going by Mr. McMuffin. What exactly does that mean? She would be likely suspicious because people who use aliases often are trying to hide what they are doing. There is actually no other reason to use an alias. So it's a little curious when the National Archives, you know, the National Archives who's uh, sent the FBI down to go get Donald Trump for his, his love letters to Kim Jong-un. National Archives says that there are over 5,400 times when Joe Biden used a pseudonym. 
Well, what? Watch. It's paging Robin Ware, Robert L. Peters, and J.R.B. Ware. Those were then Vice President Biden's nom de guerres, according to the Southeastern Legal Foundation, who filed a FOIA request with NARA last year, and NARA confirming this to the foundation, writing this. We have performed a search of our collection for vice presidential records related to your request and have identified approximately 5,138 email messages, 25 electronic files, and 200 pages of potentially responsive records that must be processed in order to respond to your request. So Joe Biden used pseudonyms. J.R.B. Ware, Robin Ware, Robert L. Peters, Pedo Peter. No, actually not that one. Uh, all of those to use as pseudonyms on official emails that the National Archives have. So where the hell are those files? Give them to me. I want the files. I want to see. What is Mr. Robert Peters, good old Bob Peters, what exactly was Bob Peters, a.k.a. Joe Biden, doing precisely in these exchanges? Why would Joe Biden use a pseudonym? What a curious and interesting question. More importantly, also, is what was happening with all of the classified documents that Joe Biden was hoarding inside of his little Chinese-funded think tanks? Check this out. Key player in Biden document removal was caught up in Bill Clinton-era Chinagate scandal. Uh-oh. Check it out. The custodial, the custodian of Joe Biden's vice presidential records, a key witness in his classified documents probe, was caught up in another document scandal while working with the Commerce Department during the Clinton administration, court records reveal. Longtime Biden aide and gatekeeper Kathy Chung, who has been interviewed by federal prosecutors and congressional investigators in the Biden case, was part of a team sanctioned for withholding and even destroying key documents in a federal case that sought sensitive records for a figure in a so-called China Gate fundraising investigation in the late 1990s. Real Clear Investigations has learned exclusively. A special prosecutor is now investigating whether Biden unlawfully handled a top secret, top secret materials in 2017 when he tasked Chung with removing boxes containing classified documents. Okay, well, wait a second. Hold on. There are no coincidences. But sometimes there is just straight-up hilarity, Okay. So Joe Biden's bought and paid for by the Chinese. Communist Chinese gave billions of dollars to the Bidens. We have the text messages. I'm sitting here with my father eating Mugu Gai Pan and General Tso's chicken from Panda Express, Hunter Biden said, right, as he, sprinkle, as he sprinkles crack uh, on his General Tso's. So Joe Biden kept his documents in Chinatown. Joe Biden's little school was paid for by the Chinese. Joe Biden was bought and paid for by China. China gave Hunter Biden all of his money. It all came from China. Sometimes I just miss the way he says China. Sometimes I just miss it. Sometimes I miss it. Do you miss it? Do you miss the way he says China? Things are starting to add up a little bit. And it turns out that the individual, Miss Chung, Kathy Chung, is also caught up in a China Gate fundraising scandal with Bill Clinton.
Wow. Interesting. There are no coincidences. Ladies and gentlemen, one of our favorites, uh, one of our favorite legal experts, Jonathan Turley, uh, is out with an incredible piece saying why the House has no alternative to an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. Predictive programming. They're going to do it. I'm telling you, they're going to do it. Uh, look forward to us uh, explaining a little bit more on that uh, in a uh, in a future show. And we believe that this document scandal is actually going to blow up into quite an interesting little problem for Donald Trump. Now, there are going to be problems, ladies and gentlemen, for the regime. The biggest problem that I can think of right now is not the impeachment inquiry. It's not this document scandal. It's the probability that Donald Trump returns to power and that Donald Trump puts on a very exciting display when he returns to power, appointing a man, our ginger lawyer, whose name is Mike Davis, to be in charge of the DOJ as the acting attorney general in the transition, and that the reign of terror shall happen. I believe that that might be the most terrifying singular event for anyone who is currently in regime politics in Washington, D.C. That man joins us now. Please welcome to the show, the great Mike Davis. Mike, so we have uh, laid before us a number of major ongoing scandals for Joe Biden. If you were in charge of the impeachment inquiry, and you don't have to tell us, but I know that you are an advisor to quite a number of high-profile people in Washington, D.C., who have the power to impeach Joe Biden, where would you begin? Uh, I would begin with the text of the Constitution, and it talks about foreign bribery, uh, and that is one of the highest crimes you can uh, commit as a uh, an elected official. And there's very clear evidence that then Vice President Joe Biden and his scumbag son Hunter and his scumbag brother James, and it seems like every Biden family member except for the five-year-old granddaughter who they just acknowledged after five years after taking political heat, it seems like they were all on Chinese, Ukrainian, Romanian, who knows what other payrolls? These are the biggest trouble spots in the world. And, you know, what do you know? The president of the United States is compromised with his corrupt payments from Ukraine. The president of the United States is compromised by his corrupt payments from China. The two biggest trouble spots in the world are Ukraine with Russia and Taiwan with China. And there's 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 no coincidence that those are the two biggest trouble spots in the world. It's very clear that Russia and China know that this president is compromised and uh, therefore they can take advantage of this. Just like Russia, uh, uh, President Obama put Vice President Biden in charge of Ukraine. And what did Russia do? Smelled the corruption and took Crimea. Now Biden is back after four years of no aggression by Russia against Ukraine under President Trump. Uh, doofus, Joe Biden's back, corrupt. Joe Biden's back, and now uh, Russia, uh, who took Crimea from Bi Biden before, is ready to take the rest of Ukraine this time. You're going to see China smelling our weakness and maybe trying to invade Taiwan. This is th this foreign corruption. Uh, it it's very dangerous to our national security, and that's where this impeachment inquiry needs to begin. 
Wow, that's fascinating. I mean, that's like a really interesting point that I haven't heard really uh, brought forward in many interviews, which is that Joe Biden's open corruption sort of begets the weakness that is perceived uh, abroad via America. We had one of the Joe Biden whistleblowers on the show, and he was like, Vladimir Putin turned off the lights on Joe Biden when he visited Russia. Like, literally, they, they cut the power to humiliate him. They don't respect him. And so, therefore, all the horrible things that are happening in the world right now uh, clearly emanates from the fact that Joe Biden is not a... Uh, a righteous individual uh, and is a weak man uh, who can be messed with. And that's kind of what they're doing. This this is the result of uh, uh, deeply poor leadership in the United States. Yeah, I mean, remember with the Burisma bribe alone, that's just one bribe for $10 million. We're, we're looking at 20, 30, maybe even more that House Oversight Chairman James Comer, through his excellent dog at work, has been able to uncover uh, he's truly the all-star uh, for for oversight in the House, and he's he's worked very closely with my former boss and our home state senator Ben Chuck Grassley, the king of oversight. It's like Luke Skywalker and Obi Wan Kenobi, and they're taking on the Biden regime. But just think about the Burisma bribe. You had uh, Vice President Biden in charge of Ukraine. He goes over to Ukraine. We have. Burisma, this uh, this energy oligarch over there paying $5 million to Hunter and $5 million to Joe, foreign bribes, right, to get this prosecutor off of Burisma's back. And so Joe Biden goes over there and threatens to cut off a billion dollars in U.S. aid loan assistance from the United States to Ukraine unless the Ukrainian uh, president fires the Ukrainian prosecutor investigating Burisma and the Bidens. That is a change in U.S. policy. They have 17 audio recordings, 15 with Hunter and two with then Vice President Joe Biden, where they are shaking down this Burisma executive for this $10 million foreign bribe to the Bidens. And oh, by the way, this Burisma executive almost certainly is a Russian asset. So that means Vladimir Putin may have these 17 audio recordings, this blackmail on the president of the United States is blackmail. Again, that's why it endangers our national security. When you're dealing with foreign bribery and blackmail with our enemies, that is a recipe for, oh, wait, spending what, $200 billion uh, of U.S. Uh, taxpayer money to send it to Ukraine to fight a war that we never should have been in in the first place. And we wouldn't be in if Biden weren't a corrupt buffoon of a leader. So this does have massive ramification. I mean, it really is. You're starting to see John Kerry get entangled in all this. John Kerry's son worked at Burisma as an executive. Obama clearly must have known that this was all happening. Yeah, I mean, if he doesn't know that he's an utter buffoon, but clearly he knows. I mean, look, you had a vice president. Uh, Joe Biden was the vice president. He was an absolute broke joke of a vice president. And so he was just desperate for money. Right. And there, I remember uh, during the Obama presidency, there were talks that they didn't know if Biden can finish his term as vice president because he was so broke. And, you know, how did they make up for it? They ran the Biden crime family. They ran a foreign corruption racket. And there has been clear evidence that the FBI has had, that Justice Department has had for, for years. Bill Barr got this evidence uh, fr from these whistleblowers. He, they, they had this evidence that Biden was corruptly taking these foreign bribes. It got sent to the Pittsburgh U.S. attorney who deemed this evidence credible, 
So then what did Bill Barr do? Bill Barr sent it to the Delaware U.S. attorney who was handpicked by both Democrat home state senators, David Weiss, this like Joe Biden's backyard, and then they protected him for years and years and years. Why didn't Bill Barr appoint a special counsel? Why did he give it to yes. a Democrat-picked U.S. attorney? What the hell is going on here? I mean, this seems like, uh, you know, the, the 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 hatred that people were willing to turn a blind eye to very dangerous foreign corruption of a leading presidential candidate in Joe Biden because, because you know, President Trump was mean and, and bruised their egos. And Bill Barr has a big, big, big healthy ego. And Bill Barr's ego got bruised. So he didn't think it would it made sense to follow up. Hey, the, the Pittsburgh U.S. attorney deemed this credible. I sent this to the Delaware U.S. attorney. You, you didn't follow up. You, you didn't follow up before the presidential election and say, hey, is it true that we have a potential president of the United States who could be compromised by a $10 million foreign bribe in Ukraine and tens of millions of dollars more in China? Maybe we should alert Congress on a bipartisan basis that we have a potentially corrupt presidential candidate so the American people know what we could be getting. Hey, we could be inheriting a president of the United States who could be so weak and corrupt that we could slow walk into a war with Russia, a nuclear superpower, and spend $200 billion of U.S. money defending three Russian-speaking breakaway provinces in Ukraine that aren't part of NATO and aren't aligned with America's interest. Yeah, it really does seem like precisely what they accused Donald Trump of. It truly does. Do you do, do you believe that now with Victor Shokin straight up saying, hey, yo, like this all happened. Joe Biden took the bribes like, again. I, it really is incredible, like the the black hole that exists inside of D.C. media. But Victor Shokin straight up being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Biden took the bri- of course he took the bribes. Biden took the bribes and they got me fired. So did John Kerry. I mean, that seems I mean, like hard, the hard evidence that is necessary to not just impeach Joe Biden, but to like put him in prison. Yeah. And I mean, and remember with President Trump, the sitting president of the United States, his it's his job to run foreign policy. It's his job to make sure our foreign policy isn't compromised by this. And the, the President Trump merely suggested that they look into this corruption and Democrats, along with that subversive fat, you know, Ukrainian military guy on the national security staff, the, the career guy, I'm blanking on his name, him and his mm-hmm. big fat wife and they, the impeachment charade, they 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 ran, they impeached President Trump because he suggested that Ukraine look into this corruption. That's how corrupt the the, the deep state is in the United States, that they're going to take out a president of the United States for looking at foreign corruption. So I have a photo for you, and I want to ask if you yourself advised, I know you're very close with Team Trump. If you advise Donald Trump before this mugshot, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Mike, what did you think when you first saw Donald Trump's mugshot? I thought, man, that is the most handsome president of the United States we've had in American history. John Kennedy has nothing on Donald Trump. (laughs) Is this backfired? Uh, Yeah, I mean, when you have, you know, look. Black Americans make up 13% of the population. They vote 95% Democrat, right? And people are like, Republicans are never going to win the black vote. Republicans don't need to win the black vote. They need to win like 15% of the black vote instead of 5% of the black vote. If Donald Trump wins 15% of the black vote in 2024, it is 
game over Democrats. Uh, there is a reason that Donald Trump won Michigan in 2016. It's because he won a sizable chunk of the black vote. Maybe they didn't come out and tell the exit pollsters that they voted for Donald Trump, but they certainly voted for Donald Trump. And guess what, Democrats? They're going to vote for Donald Trump again. And maybe the reason that we had BLM race riots before 2020 is because Democrats were terrified that Trump was going to win a sizable chunk of the black vote again. Kind of makes you terrified about what they have. Yeah, what could be coming planned. next? Who yeah, knows? Exactly well, I mean, right. after the summer of love with BLM, who knows what the Democrats could do this time to stir up the black vote against uh, President Trump? Yeah. So we have a final. We have a, a final question for you, Mike, and it has to do with uh, news breaking breaking yesterday after the show. Uh, Judge Chuckin saying, oh, yeah, okay, got it. Uh, let's see, when is Super Tuesday? We'll do the trial the day before in Washington, D.C. How about that? We'll start yeah, Judge- right before the most, Im- arguably the most important date on the election calendar, uh, Super Tuesday. Donald Trump is going to appeal this, uh, breaking from this morning. Trump says he'll appeal D.C. date being set for a day before Super Tuesday. Uh, ex-president claims judge hates him. After his lawyers claim January 6th indictment is retaliation for attacks on Joe Biden. Also, Julie Kelly says that this morning Chuckin is comparing January 6th to, to 9-11 and the, yeah. the Holocaust or or Pearl Harbor or whatever. Like, again, how how doesn't this get just how don't how does how don't you force this judge to recuse herself? Talk me through this process. I'm not a lawyer. What's going on here? So uh, Obama Judge Tanya Shutkin is a left-wing radical judge. Both Tanya Shutkin and her husband were appointed by President Obama as D.C. federal judges. I can't think of another instance in American history where a president has appointed both a husband and wife to uh, federal judgeships. But, uh, but Judge Shutkin's maternal grandfather and maternal great-uncle were Jamaican Marxist revolutionaries. And so it makes sense that Obama would pick her for the D.C. uh, District Court. She's been the harshest sentencer of January 6th defendants. She even puts January 6th defendants in jail when the Biden Justice Department does not recommend jail time. The Biden Justice Department has been throwing the books at these January 6th defendants. And if they're not recommending jail time and she's still putting them in jail, that just shows you how radical she is. Mm -hmm. She she makes excuses for the BLM riders that who were a lot more uh, dangerous, a lot more deadly, a lot more damaging than than January 6th. That I'm not trying to downplay what happened on January 6th, but to to think that January 6th was worse than the BLM riots that caused like two billion dollars in damage and killed uh, over a dozen people and destroyed our lives and destroyed destroyed cities and frankly destroyed African American lives because now these cities in across america with defund the police are third world marxist hellholes and it's not rich white white people who pay the price for that it's poor black people who get shot and killed not you know rich white people in logan circle right it's the people in deep in southeast dc who are getting shot and killed in record numbers and so uh shudkin uh she's she's obviously a partisan here's the problem with judge shudkin is she doesn't i she she doesn't have the Uh, intelligence and self-control to keep her mouth shut because every time she talks she just provides more legal ammunition for the appeals down the road what Mm -hmm. president trump needs to do immediately is file a motion to dismiss 
both January 6th indictments, both in D.C. and in Georgia, under presidential immunity. You're charging President Trump for doing things as the president of the United States, like telling his vice president to do something. You can't do that as a private citizen. That's obviously done as the president of the United States. And if you look at Supreme Court case law, the Supreme Court has said the presidents are immune for their presidential actions, even on the outer perimeter of their of their presidential power. And you cannot you cannot bring this lawsuit. And so if you file that motion to dismiss for presidential immunity or alternatively, First Amendment, if he's acting within his private capacity, uh, because there's no allegation whatsoever of insurrection or incitement of violence. Uh, January 6th com committee looked at this for years. They found zero evidence because it doesn't exist. You filed this motion to dismiss on presidential immunity. She'll obviously deny it. And then you seek a stay with her to stay the proceedings pending appeal. Then it goes to the D.C. Circuit. Uh, that's uh, that's left wing. So who knows how they'll rule. But ultimately, you could get this to the Supreme Court's before the presidential election immediately, because you're dealing with so uh, sovereign immunity, government immunity, presidential immunity. So if there's interlocutory appeal, there's an automatic stay. And this could kick this case beyond the presidential election, which it should. They waited 30 months to bring these charges. Now, all of a sudden, they are rushing to have this trial. Trump needs to get through 12 million pages of records. Judge Shuckin says, oh, don't worry about that. You don't need to look at those 12 million pages of records. Just rely on Jack Smith and the Biden Justice Department. They'll tell you what's important and what's not. I mean, what the hell is this woman talking about, right? She That is just like a reversible error right there. And so then uh, this case will uh, get back on a normal track. We'll have the presidential election. Trump's going to get reelected. I'll become the acting attorney general, and I will dismiss this case on day one. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Davis runs the Article 3 Project. A question from the Benny Brigade about the Article 3 Project, Mike, if you will, from Lynn Share. What is it that the Article 3 Project can do to protect our Constitution and these United States under the current circumstances with Joe Biden controlling everyone and everything? Well, we've been doing it. I started the Article 3 Project about four years ago after I left the Senate Judiciary Committee, where I helped my former boss, Chairman Chuck Grassley from Iowa, confirm a record number of President Trump's judicial nominees, including Justices Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Barrett. We transformed the five to four left of center court to the five to four Clarence Thomas court. And now Roe versus Wade is toast and we have our gun rights and school choice and First Amendment rights. It is a radical transformation of the Supreme Court back to our founding founding fathers vision for the Supreme Court It's the first constitutionalist majority in 90 years. We also appointed a record number of circuit judges to the critically important federal uh, appellate courts around the country. There's it was majority Republican controlled when we left. What we're doing now at the Article three project is defending these constitutionalist judges from the left's constant attacks. They they have lifetime tenure, they have pay protection. They're not supposed to care about the politics, but they're still humans. We are constantly defending Clarence Thomas. We are constantly defending all of the judges. Like for example, when the left went after my former boss Gorsuch for mask gate because he didn't wear the Covidian's little religious veil when he went on the bench and you know apparently he was trying to kill his colleagues according to the left, right? Or Judges like Judge Catherine Mizell down in Florida, this bold, courageous, young conservative judge who said that the CDC doesn't have the power to mask us on planes and trains. If, if they, if, if, if they want to do that, Congress can pass a statute. And who knows, maybe the federal government doesn't have that power at all. I don't think they do. So we're defending constitutionalist judges uh, on the bench. We're also defending against the weaponization of our justice system. 
We were the first people out there defending Trump after the Mar-a-Lago raid. It was a lonely fight. We were the only ones doing it for several months when all the Republicans, including a lot of these Trump conservative Republicans, were uh, hiding under their beds. The Article 3 project was out there every second of every day. We were doing like 10 or 15 interviews a day starting last August. We've been doing it consistently. But frankly, we've changed the politics. When the Mar-a-Lago raid happened, everyone everyone thought President Trump was toast. Now more than 60% of Americans see the Mar-a-Lago case, which is the strongest case that Biden has, but it's still a bogus case, but it's the strongest one they have. 60% of Americans see that as political. So mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. That's the bumper sticker for Mike Davis. Mission accomplished. There is no more accomplished single individual in Washington, D.C., a city that gets nothing done and a city full of Republicans that will stab you directly in the back. Mike Davis is one of the good ones. Go and support him. Follow him on X and support the Article 3 Project. Godspeed, Mike. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. All right, baby. We got it. We got it. We got the energy. We got it. I can feel it. You have on your side, for the first time in a very long time, the energy, the American people waking up. You see it all across social media. You see it all across these these polls, right? A poll from yesterday saying 77% of Americans think that Joe Biden is too old to run again, including the vast preponderance of Democrats. People are starting to snap to it. It's amazing what happens when you mess with natural rights. It's amazing what happens when you mess with people's freedoms. There is only so much lying that can be done until an entire corrupt system collapses in on itself. This is how you destroy the Soviet Union. This is how you destroy the Tower of Babel. The corruption causes the rot, the cancer from the inside, and it all collapses in on itself. And so we are here. We're at this moment. And so now is the time to continue the fight. Now is the time to th like start throwing haymakers. We have them on the ropes. The, the, what they're doing to Trump, what they're doing to our movement, these are not acts of power. Might seem like it, but it's wrong. They're acts of desperation. They're 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 desperate, screaming, rage-filled attacks. They're not done from a position of power. They're done from a position of desperation. They would never act like this if they were really in control. They're not in control. God's in control. Will Joe Biden make it to the election? I don't know, man. Here's Joe Biden coughing and hacking as he talks about, oh, the COVID's go, COVID's go. Joe Biden's meeting all these little school children. He goes into a school. Here's Joe Biden like coughing, wet coughs into his hands and then wiping his hands on school children yesterday. Ugh. Ugh. Keep your kids away from Joe Biden. Again, it looks like a To Catch a Predator episode. That's what it looks like. Uh, how about To Catch a Press Secretary? Very rare. Uh, would be a series that I would totally watch. Uh, cringe Jean Pierre was doing her best cringe for us. She hadn't been out talking to the press in a very long time. You see, Joe Biden's been on vacation as, as Maui burns and as uh, nuclear war rises in the east. Joe Biden's been on vacation. So cringe Jean-Pierre has been on vacation as well. And she's finally back at the press dais answering questions like, uh, why is your old diseased boss the most unpopular guy in America? 
Here's your nuclear cringe for the day. Is, uh, the principal spot of the president walking the Oval Office with his personal physician, Dr. O'Connor, a few minutes ago. Uh, did, is there an appointment? Did he have a meeting about health concern? Did this is the first time I'm hearing of that. Clearly, I did not see that, so I can't. I can't speak to that. I, I just don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Remember the talking points. It's an illegitimate impeachment. Joe Biden is a good and decent man. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody's poisoned the waterhole. We don't have any pre-scripted PR teams writing our talking points. We are 100% independent on the show, and we stay that way because of you, you and the Benny Brigade, you supporting us. You can go to BennyJohnson.com slash brigade and join the fastest growing, most exclusive membership in the entire movement. If you support us, you'll get a chance to ask questions of our guests. I will ask a question directly from you every single show. We will do exclusive merch and exclusive meetups. And of course, the sweet official Benny Brigade keychain that will be shipped directly to your door with the Benny Brigade logo on it. The Salty Army marches onward and we march onward towards our North Star. We know that God is in control. These Marxists are not in control. God is in control. He always has been. And so we make sure that we have a verse of the day. Every single show and the verse of the day today comes from John 16, 20. Very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. What are we talking about here? The Bible often and regularly promises that there are going to be, you're going to have a tough life. Most of the apostles were like crucified or killed, stoned to death. Uh, these are like the holy men that walked with Christ. Christ himself, of course, uh, saw uh, a mob unjustly accuse him uh, and then was sentenced to, to death. God had other plans, you see. The, the most unsuccessful lockdown in history uh, was putting Christ in a tomb. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are promised, promised by the scriptures, there's going to be trials and tribulations. Of course, we are seeing plenty of those right now on many fronts. Look at this scripture. Your grief shall turn to joy. That's what this program is all about. That's what the Benny Brigade is all about. We are going to turn this grief into joy. The Benny Brigade just this last week has found an arsonist that is now charged in Raleigh, North Carolina. Without without your help, we would not have been able to do that. We put up a re, put up the reward money to find the arsonist. We've gone to East Palestine, given away money directly from the revenue that we get from this. And we've done the research We've funded the research that Donald Trump's going to use in court filings, according to his lawyer. That's just, I mean, that's just in recent memory. And we have so many more things planned. So thank you for supporting us. Thank you for helping us stand upright and march forward. Onward, Christian soldier. We'll see you tomorrow, maybe, if the hurricane doesn't shut us down. And we'll let you know if, they, if it does. It's your boy, Benny. See ya.